it's the blackout what's up and on today's episode of the hashtag blackout podcast we talk about a negroplasty or is it a talloplasty i don't know it's weird it's going to get plastic surgery to make yourself a taller brother than you were before so all this and more on today's episode of the hashtag blackout podcast Surgery. Yeah, my school teacher wanted to be a woman, and you made him into one. Oh, yes, Mr. Garrison. Uh, yes, he had a vaginoplasty. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you also do other surgeries like that? Sure. You see, sometimes a woman wants to be a man. That procedure is called a peniplasty. No, no, I, I want to be tall and black. You what? I hate being small and Jewish. I feel like a tall black man. Oh, you want a negroplasty? Yeah, a negroplasty? It's a fairly common procedure, really, just the reverse of a Caucasian plasty, just like Michael Jackson had. Let's take a look here. What we do is slice your face and peel it back so we can insert new pigment-producing cells inside. We break the arm bones in several places and put razors to make them longer. Now, in these, we need to snap off and fill with small, round objects that can cause better movement. And we finish it off with a nice peony plastic to enhance the genitalia. All right, what up, what up? Welcome back, welcome back, and welcome back for a third time, for the 218th time of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. What's up, people? I'm Jay. And we're back sipping and at it again. Oh, yeah, sipping on your coffee. Yeah, um, Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. It was speaking of coffee. We, we were getting to something a little bit that where the coffee came from earlier, uh, or I guess we'll get into where the coffee came from a little bit later. Uh, a topic that's related to that. But yeah, man, how how you doing? How was your week? Week was good. Didn't do much of anything. Stayed at yeah. home. Uh, watched a lot of Netflix since I didn't have much work to do at work. Yeah. It's pretty good when you can stay at home and work from home and then you don't just have chill. nothing and just put on Netflix and watch it. Man, you know? I'm telling you. So, yeah. Yeah, man, that's uh, nice. It's pretty pretty, pretty chill week, man. Kids had a belt yeah. test. I think we talked a little bit about that before, mm-hmm. the, before the show. So they moved up in yeah. their ranks a little bit. Okay. They both got yeah. chosen to be on the the uh, their dojo's tournament team that com- competition mm-hmm. team but yeah they turned we turned it down we yeah oh man they yeah, could be I, out there yeah i wanted them to be out there but mm-hmm. of course they they're the kids they weren't ready for it they they don't want to put in the work for it so you know mm-hmm. it would be like extra classes like friday classes friday friday night training and they mm-hmm. already go like four days a week so trying to make it a, a fifth day they probably wouldn't like that you know Uh, so you know if they don't love it then it's no use uh like wasting you know the sensei's time and in the school's time if they're not going to put in the work and not give a hundred percent at the tournaments to uh yeah you know kind of put their school on the on the map so you know it's always time they're still young so it's whatever it's true yeah other than that it's just another another chill week man yeah. yeah, they could they could be like Daniel's son though, you know. No, go, no, 
nope. win the tournament. No, not at all. You know what I'm trying to say? I do not want him to be anything. Make Mr. Like Miyagi proud, sweep the leg, Did you know, you, all that stuff. Have you heard about the theory that Daniel Daniel LaRusso was actually the villain in all these karate kids? <laughs> No, and it's very, it's very convincing. Yeah. There's a video online, uh, and, and I wish I could, like, like, re- find recite. It well, I could probably find it, but I wish I could, like, repeat everything verbatim to where, mm-hmm. you know, I could condense it down to where you'll be uh, convinced of it. Um, yeah. But it's very convincing if anybody wants to go on YouTube and find it, but... He's actually the villain in all these because he's the one that actually started the the mess with Johnny Lawrence in the first one, you know. And if you look I at all, Johnny came after him. Oh, if you got to remember because man, he took Johnny girl. Yeah, well, you got you got to remember, man. He was just he should have just kept to himself and minded his business at that beach party. He didn't mm-hmm. have to like say anything. He didn't have to like be pushy about it and say I'm you know why are you messing with the the radio and throwing around and all this other mess but yeah uh it's it's a long drawn out thing but then if you even watch the cobra kai uh mm-hmm. episodes daniel seems like the real the real jerk and the real villain and all this you know yeah so yeah that is that's interesting i you know very interesting man. that's interesting it's interesting to take all the heroes from every movie and try to make them the villain or all the villains and try to make them hey, the hero, you know? True. It just depends on the, the lens, the perspective, you know, that you're looking from, mm-hmm. right? True. Yeah. I mean, if you were a villain, you would think the bad guy is the, is the good guy, right? That That's, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's, it's you true. You would think the other side is the good guy, like, you know, because you're just trying to live, man. You're just trying to live your, your baddest life, you know? Yeah. You know, hey man, like I say, that's a very convincing video, and I never liked Daniel LaRusso in the first place, so mm-hmm. that's just me. My wife says I'm hating on him, but you ain't like the crane. I, that was you ain't I, like his crane move. N- negative, negative, negative. Come on, man, that was the one, man. Like that, like, that was the the one move that everybody <laughs> wanted to practice. That was my outside. karate move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody you know, wanted it, to practice it. If you had a po had like a like a fence post at your house that you can get on top of, if you if you had like you know one of those like like tree stumps, if you just had like a big rock or just a huge flat space where you if you fell down you would get hurt. That's what you tried to do. You did it on your bed. You did you it know? on your bed. Yeah. And then you had like like a big old stuffed animal. You kicked the stuffed animal or your sister or brother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or they would kick you. Yeah. That's and true. you know that that's the that was the move, man. You know, Mister Miyagi. Everybody wanted a bonsai plant back then. You know, it's mm-hmm. all because of, all because of the bad side. Daniel San, Mister Miyagi, all the bad people instead of the good people. Yeah, well, you know. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they bullied Daniel San, and then they all ganged afterwards, up on him and afterwards. tried to beat him up. Hey, afterwards, you though, know, they probably would have left him alone if he didn't. You know, jump he in. Ain't mess with him. Yeah, even even then, we gotta remember at this uh, what was it, the Halloween <laughs> dance? Mm-hmm. Nobody was messing with him, but Daniel's son just uh, Daniel son Daniel Larusso just had to put that water hose and drop all that water on Johnny while he was trying to roll up his joint. 
Nobody was messing with Daniel. He probably would have been free and clear. But he mm. had to drop the water hose. And everybody came. The whole crew came. Cobra Kai's came. And that's when Mr. Miyagi jumped in and, and helped him. Yeah, he could have been, been dancing along with what's the name with with uh Allie mm-hmm. in yep. the in the in the dance and not had any problems. But hey, he had to cause some trouble. He had to cause some Did trouble. Did he have to do that? No, absolutely not. Nah. He he ain't had to do nothing. He he honestly didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, but he did. Instigator. You know what I'm trying to say? There you go. Instigator. Go so. in and Villa. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see that that theory, mm-hmm. um, and any other theory where where the good guy is actually the bad guy. Because I mean, you know. Hey, look at look at uh. Well, oh, here's another one. Black Panther. They they talk about that. It's it's a double edged. It's a hey man. Killmonger had very good reason to do what he did. He had very Black good Panther, reason. Black Panther, man. It, rest, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But, you know, this was... Ill- <laughs> there, there's there been a conversation around this, too. If uh, mm-hmm. Wakanda didn't... I guess they did not want to share their... their knowledge with the rest of the world to help people around the world those mm-hmm. poor people it wasn't until the end of the movie that Wakanda kind of stepped like, in and started making community centers and all this other stuff around the world yeah yeah but it came on the heels of the things that Killmonger wanted to do so basically Wakanda is a metaphor for ultra rich people that don't want to share their money and they're stingy Pretty but much. Ultra. They get put into they get put in a position publicly uh, uh, where they're basically they're basically like, hey, if you don't share your money with the poor or needy, you're stingy. And so they're like, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'll do it. Well, it's it's kind of like the to... it's kind of like a NAACP type of thing. So an advancement mm-hmm. for colored people. They didn't want to. They didn't want to advance the, the colored people. <laughs> the colored people. They didn't want to advance the their community, their people around the world. They just wanted to keep it within Wakanda, and uh, the WAC yeah. P. Yeah, they wanted the, to the keep Wakanda it within Wakanda Association for Advancement of Colored Peoples. The WAC P. Something like that. I don't know. They got WAC P. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know, man. It could it could be uh, talked about forever. This conversation could go on forever. I hope somebody's listening to to uh, to respond back to that. Yeah, I think let your sons be the villain. I think Killmonger was was kind of sort of in the right. And then you gotta think about it. Why? Why? Okay, I I don't want to go off on a tangent, but go on it. Let's get to the tangent. What is it? T'Chaka. Which is T'Challa's dad, just complete, uh-huh. just completely. I know he, he. I'm sure he knew that his brother had a son. Why wouldn't you bring oh, that? He knew. Why would he you? The king. He knew. Yeah. Why wouldn't you bring that son in to kind of nurture him and foster him up to be 
a Wakanda. Yeah, part of the family. Part of the family, part of the kingdom. This, this is the reason why I believe. Because he's American. Oh, come on. The, con- the connotation, he's half American, right? So the connotation with Americans. So he's not a pure blood. Is, is yeah, not pure blood, right? <laughs> but the connotation with Americans is colonizers, right? We come, we take, we try to claim it as ours, even though it was not ours in the first place. Black or not, that's the connotation from other places to Americans, you know? So, so, and then, and then like, you got to think they're in Africa. They're like the real black people or, you know, the real Africans, you know, I'm trying to say, because they're not black people, they're African. So they're the real deal. They're the pure bloods. You're going, you're going, you're going to tell me you're going to, going to pull somebody that's been, you know, his blood has been, uh, tainted, has been, uh, has been tainted. tainted over the course oh, of history, on, you know, with yeah. potentially other bloodlines from around the world. Yeah. And then that thinking at some point in time is going to go into their mind and, and, you know, come to life in a scenario in their country. So, you know, as a baby, as a kid, he probably would have been fine. But then at some point in time, he would have like been feeling himself, you know what I'm trying to say? And be like, nah, nah, we're going to run this a different way because his America side going to come out. Mm-hmm. And then all things change, you know? Yeah. I, that's that's yeah. what would that's, happen. That's a good theory. Well, you know, well, that that's that's my thought, you know? And then also maybe maybe it was an illegitimate child and he didn't want to, he didn't want to like have the kingdom, you know, be seen as having an illegitimate um you know, step or, you know, not trying to say stepchild, but an illegitimate, uh, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, challenger for the throne one day. Cause like, say this, you know, half breed for lack of, a better, you know, in the up. movie sense, in the movie sense, this half breed came over, realized that he was, you know, maybe one or two steps away from being the king. You know, try or be and being uh, actual t- actual uh, Black Panther found a way to kill young T'Challa as a baby. You know, but either way it goes, he still threw T'Challa off a cliff. Yeah, he <laughs> and sure still did, became man. king. He sure did, even for he a sure second, did. for a little minute. He sure did. So, yeah. he sure did. He got he got his shine. He got but his see, shine that's for the, a little that's, bit. That's that American colonizer in him. You know what I'm trying to say? Come in. Hey, like, this mine if, now. If he would have brought, Bam, him, get off this cliff. brought him in at 11 years old when his daddy got killed, however old he was, 10, 11, whatever, mm-hmm. he would have grew up just fine. I think he, he probably would have grown up mm-hmm. just fine unless he would have found out that his daddy got killed by his daddy, <laughs> his, his <laughs> uncle. His dad got killed by his uncle. Yeah, that's uh, right. You know, and then it would have been some problems. It would have been some problems. Yeah. Eventually, it would have came to a head, and there would have been some problems. Probably, I don't know. But yeah, man, good theory. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I um, like I said before, I just think that they didn't want the colonizers infiltrating them in any potential way, any possible way. Damn. But they were forced into action. Because of Killmonger, because of Thanos, because of all these other but things. But they brought in a colonizer and they helped, they treated a colonizer. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> you know, I, I was just I was just hoping they had one of them things like they had back in Men in Black where they like flash, flash, your, 
flash your eyes and you forget everything you just saw. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's what I was hopeful for, but they didn't have one. So whatever. They were they were just they were just too nice of people. So I, I, I guess. Anywho, anyway, how was your week? <laughs> oh man, my week was my week was good, man. It was busy. Um, you know, hopefully some got some pretty good news on the business front, which we'll talk about at a later episode if that stuff comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and then family wise, so Saturday was like a pretty busy day because. My daughter had a dance competition where she had two performances. Um, and then my son also had a basketball game. So it was just like a big day full of, you know, full of uh, stuff. Uh, stuff, you know, family stuff. So it's good. My daughter went out there, did her thing, served some people on the dance floor, got the silver medal. It was a one-on-one uh, competition? No, nah, it oh. wasn't. It was a team it was a team dance. Like but they were served. serving fools out there. You yeah. got served. It's wild. It's wild watching them them dance, and then the whole competition as a whole. I mean, these are these are kids anywhere between like, you know, five and like uh, seventeen, depending on the age range, you know, of the group and and the um, I guess in the the you know the classification of the group whatever but they're all in competition so this is like you know it's serious stuff right so you know people travel in in town and all you know into town and all this stuff for it and yeah man they get up there and it's just like um you know just like just like the bring it on you know just mm-hmm. like that that movie and stuff like that so so it's pretty good but yeah they, they did a good job and then uh later my son had a basketball game so he is uh do you know who Patrick Beverly is? Patrick Beverly, why does that sound familiar? The basketball player. He's sort of like a, like he's sort of like a, an annoying person, but he, he can play a little bit of basketball and okay. he can play. He could shoot, you know, a little bit, you know, but he always plays like really good defense and mm-hmm. always gets under people's skin, almost like a Dennis Rodman type. Uh, but Patrick Beverly is more skilled uh, uh, shooting wise, but you know, he just getting rebounds, like elbowing people, like you know, annoying people and, and, and making them, you know, turn the ball over, stuff like that. So that's what my son does. He's he's that type of player, right? You know, gets up people's grills, guards real close, always try to make a steal, bumps people, you know, do you, get do a you rebound. Think he, he talks a lot of mess like in other players' ears, like your son. It's like he oh, suck. he does. He sucks. My son, my son. Let me tell you something. So so like the last game he was playing and uh last game he was playing and First of all, the the referees that we have, they're like, you know, they're like teenagers, right? They're like anywhere between like fifteen and and eighteen, something like that. Um, you know, high school kids or whatever. So right. like, the, we had this one ref that was just like, he was just a terrible ref, right? It was bad. Um, and so, and he was like sort of one of those like power hungry refs, right? Uh, just you know, I don't know, he was like that. So my son had like a couple fouls at that point. He was already like sort of annoyed. And so the ref was like, the ref, I, I don't know, something happened. I don't know, he tried to make a steal, and I think they called a foul on him or something silly. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so I don't know why, but in this youth league, they won't let kids steal the ball. You can't steal it from somebody when they're dribbling or, like, holding it until the fourth quarter. You can steal a pass, you know what I'm trying to say. You can fight for a rebound, all that stuff, but you can't, like, steal the ball 
when they're dribbling or when they're, you know, holding the ball till the fourth quarter. So that, and I think at that point, that had not been called ever in a game. I think that was like the third game. So um, that hadn't been called in a game before. So that my son got that called on him because he just straight ripped this kid. It was like Gary Payton the glove. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, actually, yeah, my son more like Gary Payton. We'll say it like that. So, so I was like, uh, and then, okay, and so I had the interim coach because it was spring break. The coaches were out of town. They needed somebody's help. And so I was just like, you know, standing in and, and they're like, you know, we can't do that. That's a foul. Or, or, you know, like we had to turnover. So I was like, what is it? And, you know, and, and everybody was up in arms because all the kids were like, what are you talking about? Because they had never called that. And so the, the referee tried, or the um, referee whatever tried to explain it. And my son was like, my son said something. He was like, you know, that wasn't a foul. I just tried to steal the ball. I ain't even barely touch him. I got all ball. I got all ball. And the referee's like, referee's like, okay, you just need to quiet down. And my son's like, what you going to do about it? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, I just need you to quiet down or else you're going to get a technical foul. My son's like, call it then. Call the technical foul on oh, me. Oh, wow. I was like. I was like, shut up, kid. I was like trying to because this is this is the other problem though. This is the other problem. Out of our team, out of our team that's normally like 10 people, 10 kids, this is spring break. There was only five kids total. My son and four other kids. Oh, so I was no. like, you get it if you get a double technical, guess what? You gonna have you gonna have to be out and we're gonna have four kids. But in this league, when they call the first technical, the kid has to sit out for like two minutes of clock time. You know, wow. it's good to go to cool off. So I was like, I was like, man, just be quiet, just be quiet. And my son's like, well, call it then. I was like, dude calls the tech. And then my son was like, my son like turned around, and started to say something. I went and pulled him. And I was like, go sit down. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. trying to say? And I, I went into his face. I was like, dude, you just got. Sometimes you just got to shut up. You know, straight up. I just told him that. I was like, I was like, I know that it's frustrating. I think it's a stupid rule too. I brought my whole team over. I was like, I know it's frustrating. It's a stupid rule. They never, they never told us that. They never called it before. Like even though that's been happening the first couple games, you know. I even told the refs. I was like, that's never been called before. They're like, well, I, I, you know, you guys had different refs. I don't know why they didn't call it. And I was just, I was not happy about it. But I was like, you know what? Let's just adapt to it. Now we know that's the rule. So in the fourth quarter, we go ham on trying to steal the ball. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, cool. So my son, for the rest of the game, though, he was like just sort of tilted. You know what I'm trying to say? Like the That's rest wild. of the game, anytime that ref came. And one time, one time the ref, <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like by halftime. My son had the ball and it was halftime. So he was like throwing, you know, he was just throwing the ball to the ref. But I don't think the ref understood that he was throwing the ball to him. So <laughs> but he threw the ball and it hit the ref. Like in the back. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> and then my son sort of laughed because I think he did it halfway on purpose. You know what I'm trying to say? But so so the ref like turned and glared at him and I was like, Man, come on. Don't be stupid. Wow. You know? And then so then later on, later on, there was a foul where my son clearly fouled this kid. Uh, you know, it was like a body check or something like that, you know, when he was trying to take a shot. So I was like it's a foul. So my son gets on the gets on the gets on the block, you know, like the the block next to the shooter at the foul line. Right, right. And he's like leaning over. This kid's trying to take a shot. He's leaning over with his hands, you know, going like this. But like he's like he's like shoot it. He's like looking at the kid. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. You're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, That's you know, the, this is the worst. The worst part about it all 
so every every um, game day they have a different um, you know sort of like sportsmanship um, uh, 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 like initiative for that game and you could you could get a medal you know if you're the kid that was the best sportsman at whatever he didn't so (laughs) that day that day was literally sportsmanship it was like being a good sport you know to to the kids on your team and others Uh and my son was not so i was like dude this is the day where this is the focus you know but you know i mean he he has a little bit of competitive spirit in him which i love but sometimes you know you got to know how to direct that that uh energy you know what i'm trying to say so he's a trash talker that's, yesterday, that's yesterday he filed. He, yesterday he was dribbling and he free armed somebody and they called. They call him for a free arm foul while he was dribbling. And I was like, you know, that free arm was a foul. He's like, yeah, I know. I don't really like that kid. <laughs> so I meant to do it. Wow. Like, Come on, He's man. He's like the, the Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's up in people's grill, talking smack, garden tight. You know, what I'm trying to say he, he got he got some footwork issues that he would need to work on, but. Overall, though, you know, it's it's just funny. But made a couple points um, in the game. That's good. That's good. You know, got got under people's skin. You know, it's just it's just what he does. If he if he could, I don't know. He he really wants to play football, or he used to really want to play like tackle football. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, Oof, man, I think he'll be able to finally do that in school. But and I don't know. He's he's very very skinny, so who knows if he if he'll really even go into that. But I think if he's the type of kid though, if he sets his mind to action to do it, you know, he could he could at least be competitive. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that. You know, I, it's it's very hard for anybody to make it to the next level or any any level beyond that. But but he could be competitive. So so just because he has that, he just has that. You know, you won't knock me down because I'm gonna keep getting up like type of attitude. Yeah. So whatever, but. Yeah, man, that was that was the gist of the weekend uh, for the most part, um, you know. But also this weekend, speaking of football, it's a good segue. Mm-hmm. This weekend mm-hmm. was the NFL draft, uh, which started on Thursday. It was in Las Vegas. It's so crazy because my wife and I actually went to Las Vegas for um, uh, like overnight, uh, like I think we talked about last time on our anniversary episode, um, and they were setting up the draft. Um, they had like an NFL draft, like concert series stage that they set up over the water uh, by the Bellagio. So when you look at look at Las Vegas, there's always like these big water fountains and stuff like that mm-hmm. that happen on the Las Vegas Strip. So they were setting up the stage right in front of that. Um, and so we saw it being set up and we realized the draft was there. And um, yeah, man, so the NFL draft was there. You know, it was pretty cool to see, uh, you know, my teams and your team, uh, you know, get some draft picks. Uh, your Saints, uh, you know, in the first round picked Chris Olave, who was mm-hmm. a really he's a really good wide receiver from Ohio State, even though I hate that team. Um, and I hated him as a player in college just because he was so good. Um, you know, so he'll be a good addition to your team uh, to go along with with Michael Thomas, who's already mm-hmm. a, an amazing player. Uh, and then um, let's see, my Houston, Texas Texans picked an LSU kid um, first in the first round. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr., uh, who I think is the son of a former NFL player, if I believe, if I'm correct. But um, but I may be wrong. But, uh, yeah, he's from LSU. He's a really good player. Uh, you know, he's one of the top two cornerbacks. Uh, and then my team 
picked up a kid named Kayvon Thibodeau, oh, nice. uh, which is a which is a defensive end. And it's funny because leading up to the draft, I sort of listened to some like, you know, some Giants podcasts and like you know stuff like that. And the and the um, and the uh, the commentators on the podcast, you know, would always mispronounce this kid's name. They'd be like Thibodeau. Thibodeau, and I'm like, that's not yeah. how it's pronounced. He must be from Louisiana because he has the X at the end, the E A U X. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's uh, he's from he's from California. Oh wow! But you like know, his- but I think his family, I think his family history is Louisiana. Okay, that's that's probably what yeah. Yeah. yeah, back down the line somewhere. But uh, it's funny, you know. So I, I kept listening to that, and I always wanted. I it, it was always a pre-recorded podcast, so I never realized when they were live until like literally the first day of the draft or else I would have called in and been like, it's Thibodeau, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he was a really good pick, man. He he was projected to be number one at some point, you know, at several points in his career. Um, you know, he was the, he was the number one recruit when he went to college a couple years ago. Uh-huh. So I'll take that. Uh, and then they also picked up a guy named Evan Neal, who was a lineman from Alabama, who our yeah. cousin, who works for Alabama, you know, definitely oh, had yeah, a hand yeah, in yeah. him, oh, you know, man. either coming to school or um, had a hand in his, uh, you know, uh, I guess, development process off the field, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when he was there. So, right. so that's really cool. A lot of kids picked up. And, you know, this is the thing, though, you know, as a fan of a team, you know, if you've ever paid attention to any of the drafts, the first round is normally the round where you're trying to draft people who you want to be starters. Okay. You know, and if not starters today, you want them to grow into that starting role before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's namely like quarterbacks. If you have like a quarterback that, you know, you want somebody to just be able to come in soon or or any other player. Sometimes during those times, you know, and I guess not every fan could be satisfied because, it's you know, sure. the fan has their ideas and the teams have their ideas. And so, you know, when people get drafted either people are like yay we drafted like the best player ever or they're like dude what are we doing you know frustrated and as a Giants fan for the majority of the last I don't know seven years give or take our drafts I've just been shaking my head like who is that type of guy you know Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say Uh, Saints fans I think you guys have drafted really well because y'all have done well uh, in the draft but it's it's funny because 99% 99% of the people in the world were like, the Giants won that first round. You know, they got like the best two players. You know, they got the guys who, you know, at one point in time should have been like number one and number two, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but then there's always this one fan that comes in that's just like, that's just like, you know, this kid only has one move or, you know, we should have drafted somebody else. And I'm like, dude, it's trust always the process. That one. Always there's that always one. that one. Why is it? Why is there always that one? I don't know. I don't get it, man. Yeah. I don't know. I I see it a lot on my timeline, you know, as far Mm -hmm. as, like, football. I I say I I take notice of it more in football, how how some fans will be like, we should have got this, we should have got this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why aren't y'all coaching (laughs) or something or or being some kind of – I don't know. It's like it seems like some some fans think they know better than the administration than others. Yeah, yeah. than yeah, than the like, people that's in the actual organization. Mm-hmm. You know, people people that have people who decided at some point yeah. in time in their life that's what they wanted to do for their life. 
they went into that career. They do it on everyday basis. They they watch the tape, you know, to actually do that role in life, you know. But you have all these like Twitter and Facebook GMs out here, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to trying to run yeah. things from the sideline. And I think it's I think this is the problem. I think especially when you get to maybe like in the in the draft, at least in the NFL draft. I, I think the baseball draft, most of the people are unknowns. Uh, and then the NBA is, um, you know, the first round is first 10 picks is like, you know, the guys that everybody's heard of from college or, or wherever. But in the NFL draft, you know, there's a lot more name recognition uh, just because, you know, football is so prevalent or whatever around the country. Mm-hmm. So like when you get to something like that and it becomes like a name of somebody that you never really heard of or like a kid from a small school that you never really like, you know, that you may have seen like one highlight on Center. But like you never really like, you know, you never got a chance to, to really hear them. You didn't see much on them. You don't see their games every weekend or they're from like, you know, Bethune Cookman or something like that. And like most people around the country don't follow them. You know, it's like, why did y'all draft this guy? And, you know, you just got to think about it like this. A, it's not your job to do that. B, they're drafting for the either the needs of the team mm-hmm. or the best player on the board on their specific board. And then you get to another situation where it's like, you know what? If you like this kid so much, there's a potential that there's, you know, more teams that also like this kid that have this need. You know, so if you don't draft him now, excuse me, it's likely that they're going to get drafted by somebody else down the line and you won't have access to them. So, so it's wild, man. At first, like, like, I don't know, at first I, uh, I saw some, you know, draft picks down the line. I was like, we could have drafted this other person who's a name that you'd heard of or whatever, you know, the people have more heard of that started slipping down the board. And then I was like, you know what? It's not my team. I mean, I love them, but they're not paying me. You know, yeah. I- I'm not making a red cent from them. So so I might as well just chill and hopefully trust the process and hopefully they'll be better off. So I don't know. But this year, I like their draft. And I like the Saints draft. They had some good players. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see so, what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I was trying to see if there was a uh, Louisiana Raging Cajun drafted. I don't believe uh, that. There may have been. Let me see here. There, there may have been one drafted. Um, and then, um, let's see here. Uh, Raging. Raging Cajun. So funny. Cajun football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was weird. Let's see if they had anybody in the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had somebody drafted by the Washington Commanders. Horrible. Um, the Washington Redskins. So there's a defensive back, Percy Butler, was drafted by them. Uh, I guess the Redskins also signed another guy from the Raging Cajuns. Um, another guy signed with the Packers. Another guy signed with the Seahawks. So. They had a couple guys. They had a couple guys, um, you know, either drafted or signed. So that's good. That's good. Oh wait, who is this? Oh, the Jets picked up pick an offensive lineman. So you know, sorry, right. they they had a handful of guys. That's a good thing. Um, and then I was looking to see if any TCU guys got drafted. You know, we did not really have a great class of kids for the draft class this year. I think we had one offensive lineman um, that. Um, you know that uh, that should have gotten um, 
potentially could have gotten drafted. But let's see here. He was signed by the Lions. Had a guy signed by the Rams. I think that might be it. Uh, let's see here. I think that's it. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that tells you. That tells you how how sad our season was. But, hey, man, you know what? Good for these kids. Hopefully they get some good mentorship and they yeah. they save their money enough yes, to where, you know, if it doesn't work out. Don't you know, yeah. the money. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. Secure when it when that term "secure the bag" means more than just getting the money the first time. You know, that means getting that money. That means making sure it's secure for the future. Uh, Obviously, you can spend some. Yeah, obviously you can spend some, but you know, um, you know, don't don't waste it all. Uh, Don't waste it all. Have you have you ever seen? um, Have you ever seen? looked at like any of the people's like clothes that they wear to the NFL draft? Uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen some and there was actually a guy on the, the news, local news here. He actually mm-hmm. tailors a lot of the, the NFL draft, uh, the college kids, like their suits and stuff. Like he makes them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are wild, man. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Not for There's me, one... not for me, but yeah. you know, it's whatever. Young yeah. kids, man. Yeah, so look at this. This is the guy that I was hoping the Giants would have drafted. This dude's name is Sauce Gardner, right? Sauce. He's a cornerback from. Yeah, he was a cornerback from um, Cincinnati University, of Cincinnati. Nice. He like he shame. never gave up. Yeah, that's dope. He never gave up a touchdown in his college career. Never. Mm. That's amazing. That is that is. I, I'm pretty sure that's a record. If you match the amount of times, you know, amount of games he played compared to any other kid uh, that's played uh, that's sort of unheard of um, yeah, you, you know even in even in like the even in the playoffs because their team made the playoffs he was playing against the best wide receiver they did not they did not make a touchdown against him and the longest completion he ever gave up uh, you know was 13 yards one first down like that's pretty much the longest completion he ever gave up that's amazing but his chain you know looks like a a diamond out Cuban link, you know, with this big, huge sauce, uh, you know, dripped out sauce on it, uh, the word sauce, and then a bottle, which he actually carries hot sauce in. Nice. Oh, that <laughs> that actually yes. carries hot sauce in it. Yes, it actually has hot sauce in it. That's wow. insane, man. That's insane. There you go. There, there's the whole look. So it's I funny sure though because he has his light blue. Yeah, I hope it don't open up on his. <laughs> On that crispy on white, his outfit. white, yeah, man, that would be pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, that would be, that would be bad. Yeah, he wore blue and white. He should have wore red for being the sauce or whatever. But yeah, man, um, you know, he wore that. This other guy, this big dude, wore this. Uh, I don't know. This reminds me of something from uh, uh, this guy, what Jordan Davis. He went to the Eagles, unfortunately. Uh, but he, this outfit reminds me of something that would be worn in Coming to America. Um, mm. I don't know why. That reminds me of that. Uh, let me see if I could slide down. There's another guy. What is uh, let that? me see if we can look at this. Yeah. It's like, it looks like a combination of like flowers and Japanese letters. Actually, it's funny. This kid has the same name as one of our cousins, Jermaine Johnson. Interesting. That's his kid's name. He played at Florida, Florida State. I didn't mean to hit that. So, yeah. So, that's that kid. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. This guy. Um, Alabama. 
Oh, this loud. Alabama football player, all in red. You know, and there was somebody who had like, you know, like, I don't know, it was like some twelve, fifteen hundred dollar you know, sneakers on. I can't remember who it was. This is the guy, this Thibodeau guy that the Giants drafted. Oops, sorry. The guy that the Giants drafted. You can't really see his suit up close yet, mm-hmm. but but lining the lining the lapel or whatever it is are rubies. Oh, sweet. Rubies. That's pretty lining sweet. the lapel. Dude and is, that would be the only time he's gonna wear that. Probably so. Look at that. Look at that. Ruby encrusted. It's sort of crazy, man. Everything classic but the rubies. Like it's sort of wild. So yeah, I mean, when I, did, I was. Mm-hmm. When did the high water <laughs> suit pants, pants come in, into to I don't know popularity? Back to popularity, man. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I, because way back in the day, that was the thing, right? In the sixties and stuff, huh? Yeah, I can remember like fifties, sixties. Yeah, them high water tight. Yeah, pants. it was. Well, I'm trying to think though. I'm trying to think because because the the style went from like you know from like sagging, you know, to more like fitted pants that weren't sagging, to to those like you know skinny jeans, right? And then it moved from skinny, excuse me, it moved from skinny jeans to like these high water things. And I think okay, so so what are those pants? It's not jams, capris. So when men started wearing capris, men wear capris? and showing off their calves, yeah. Men wear capris, yeah. When men started wearing capris and showing off like the calves and shins and ankles, that was around the same. That was around the same time that it started transition to skinny jeans. And I think the the high, you know, the high um, the high water pants is a combination of men's wearing capris and skinny jeans because they're a little still a little like, you know, they're still a little fitted and form fitting, you yeah. know, for most of the leg. But then, you know, they, they like to show off the ankles. And then also at the same time in basketball, as you have, you know, you may have noticed now in basketball, you know, you used to have huge shorts, big baggy shorts. Yeah. And now people want to people want like, you know, bike, you know, those little biker shorts, like showing people so, size. So they're they're going full circle, like way back in uh, the doctor, let's just say the Dr. J day, uh, even before that, long mm-hmm. before that, mm-hmm. you got them little short, basketball tiny, first came tiny, out, yeah. tiny shorts. And then we got to, I guess, like that Fab Five era where Michigan was wearing them super baggy shorts. That became Mm -hmm. super popular. Now we're back to transitioning going up again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it'll come back down at some point in time. There'll be a superstar that comes along that wears his shorts big and baggy. You know, and and it'll go back to that at some point in time. It'll it'll all it'll all come full circle at some point in time. But yeah, man, I think I think that 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 trend just started. You know, it started popping off when when dudes started wearing like capris. You know, capris wow. became famous. It's interesting, man. You know, before Fashion Nova. Wow. You know, maybe I don't I'm know, just, man. It's I'm wild. Just, I'm just old. I'm getting old. Birthday's I mean, coming you know, up. And- we're getting older. Yeah, it sure is coming up. So yeah, man, it's it's uh you know it's just the style. You know people like the style. So um you know speaking of speaking of styles that people like, um you know speaking of things that that people do and don't like. You know there's some people who are short, um mm. or considered short, mm-hmm. and they're sad or mad or frustrated 
when people talk smack about them being short. Mm-hmm. They're sad yeah. or, or mad or frustrated when they try to hit on a girl that's taller or, you know, or, or yeah. whatever. And they yeah. want to be taller. And this is namely men we're talking mm-hmm. about here. And so you, you send me a story about this dude who, for lack of a better term, wants a taller plasty. Is that what it's really called? I don't know what it's called, it. but that's what I made it. Because, because you know, we remember remember the South Park episode where they had like a Negroplasty, where they wanted to be black, and they had a, a Dolphinoplasty, where they wanted to be a dolphin. <laughs> that was the best. Wait, so. Wow. So the Negroplasty from the, the South Park episode, you wanted to be, I guess the, the idea was if you're taller in basketball, you'd be able to play better. <laughs> so... Yep, and then it just transitioned into darkening the skin, getting taller. Everything had changed on the kid, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, this I, this particular it just jumped out at me. The guy, this particular person, as you she mentioned, the story. yeah, as you mentioned earlier, and it's a long story. I, I, I'm gonna try and give you all guys the cliff notes, but apparently this guy had all the the same issues that you mentioned earlier. Issues with women, uh, not talking to him because he was five seven, and apparently a lot of women want somebody who's like six foot and over, or let's just say mm. yeah, something like that. So here we go. I'm this, gonna share it. I found it. This particular guy uh, had a seventy five thousand dollar procedure, where he went mm. from five seven to five ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, five seven <laughs> to five ten. And wow, and um, is his life better? I don't know, but oh man, it's new heights. New heights is what it's called. He's just three inches taller. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know which. How much more I could talk about it because this article is long as heck, man. Yeah, we're not gonna read the whole article. It's, it's super long. Uh, I didn't want to see. Yeah. So this dude got so did the did the did the doctor put in leg extensions, like That's what fake it seems limbs like. inside his body? It's, it seems. Or did like he put he, in a, a a femur lengthener? Okay, I think that's what so they, they lengthened the femur on him. This particular person. Because I was looking at the images. Here we go. This thing right here. Why is it so yeah. big? So that's the wow, femur almost. right there. Yeah. And Ooh, inside the small. femur. There is a an adjustable well, it's an adjustable tube or rod mm-hmm. what, that it looks like. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, so, it'll lengthen him. <laughs> so did they? So did they put this this plastic looking femur or whatever inside of his leg, or or did I, they? No, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been able to do that because yeah, he probably wouldn't be able to walk. No. They so they to, put this like on the side of his femur. Uh, I don't or know. If they put it on the here. side. They put it. They probably mm-hmm. put the rod inside, and then uh, oh, where the marrow goes. Ugh. Yeah, where the marrow goes, which is hey, what I had. Uh, so I didn't get a lengthener. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so they put this. I, I'm assuming this is just what I'm assuming. I'm not. I'm no doctor. They put this inside mm-hmm. his his femur, and they were able to adjust it. Or space it out, and then I guess fill in the the broken part of the femur mm-hmm. with a some other kind of device. So yeah, yeah. wow, he grew three that inches. That is crazy. Overnight. That is crazy. Ah, that is crazy. 
Yeah, there's even a, you know, a little a little thing on here, a little blurb where he says, I often hear people, or I guess the doctor says, I often hear people say, I went on a date and the person said, I really like you, but you're just not tall enough. I'm looking for somebody taller. So, you know, uh, this is this is what a lot of men have to go through, man. Uh, maybe they're not confident in their height and uh, they want to be taller. I know a lot of guys who are like under six feet, probably at the maybe the five, six, seven level, probably at this guy's height. But mm-hmm. I don't, th- I, I can't say they've ever, I can't say they've ever had issues with uh, anybody, you know, body image, body shaming them, yeah, body shaming or anything like that. You know, it's it's wild, man. Everybody has I, their thing. I don't. It's hard for me to wrap my head around this. <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around this. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've never... I, I have family and friends that are, you know, much taller than me. And I have family and friends that are shorter than me. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, I'm trying to think. Yes, I have shamed somebody for being short. But it was all in a joke. <laughs> we, we're friends, right? We're friends. Mm-hmm. And like... the. Like the running joke with him always was short jokes, you know, and then he had other jokes for me too, namely my last name. So it's whatever. But it was always like friendly. You know what I'm trying to say? It was never like, like with, uh, you know, I don't know, like never in a mean way or whatever. But I mean, I think, but but it's been years and years and years since I've seen him, um, you know, just because I moved out of town and, and, uh, you know, and, and it's just different, but you know, that was, but it was the thing like that person and then other people like that, you know, um, you know, it was, we were all like in the same type of friend group. So we all sort of, sort of wow. did that type of stuff, but you know, it, we were just, you know, it's just like you messing around with your friends talking smack, mm-hmm. but who knows, maybe we were messing with their, with their body image. I don't know, but yeah. it just makes it hard because a lot of the people that I know, at least a lot of my friends that I know, on the surface, it seems, at least, they always seem to be extremely confident in who they are. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So for me, looking at something like this, I'm just like, how? I can understand, though. I can understand that people have, you know, body issues. I, I understand that people aren't all, everybody's not confident. Personally, though, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around why Go I would Go to this extreme. Some, yeah, yeah. It, unless, unless it was required for, like, as a surgery... Because uh-huh. of an actual injury, because yeah. of you know something like that, um, why? Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, reading through these seventy five k seventy five k. Reading through these comments, somebody said, "If I pay seventy five k for three inches, it won't be for my legs." <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. Real, I mean right? it, dog. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, but then there's somebody else that said, uh, "You know, thanks to a lovely tumor on my pituitary gland." At the base of my brain, my body didn't produce enough growth hormones to make me taller. Mm-hmm. From the age of 10 until I was 18, my doctor had me on a high uh, HGH injection daily to increase my height. I'm grateful because mm-hmm. I would have been four, four-ish feet, and now I'm 5'7". So this person is 5'7 now. Oh, wow. Which is but he, what, he, had to, he had to get HGH? Yeah, he had to get injections because of some yeah. issue with his pituitary gland, uh, tumor. Okay, so, so that's uh, different. Yeah, like that is that is specifically because of, you know, a, like an illness, disease. You know, what I'm trying to say an injury. Like, 
that makes sense, you know? Yeah. This dude's just a full-grown man, and he just wanted to be taller. Yeah. I don't know. This is the thing. Like, when, when, it, takes you, when it takes you to this level, to, to having to, to go to an extreme, this is an extreme. Excuse me. This is an extreme because it's not, you know, it's not a necessary surgery, right? Right. Um, when it takes you to this level, he must have been getting that constantly since he was a little child. You know? Yeah. Between people talking smack about him, you know, family, friends, whatever, uh, you know, relationships, you know, that didn't work out for whatever reason, you know, people that he tried to hit on for whatever reason, you know, co-workers, like... This had to be a this had to be a scenario where this dude had been hearing this for mm-hmm. years and years and it just grated on him and that's probably all he thinks about like every day he probably thought about that multiple times a day yeah during the course of his life and he's like how can I get taller you know and then he saw that South Park episode and was like that's mm-hmm. it a negro place if i could swim with the dolphins that's all they want to do yeah. swim with the dolphins yeah, yeah. you know that's true, man. I want to play basketball, yeah. swim with the dolphins, and get tall women. Like that's it. He's five ten though. It's not like I don't know. I, I think it said something like you know they. I, I read in the article that you could grow anywhere between three and five inches. You know, so maybe he's trying to get to that six foot range. Maybe it's gonna push him to six feet if it if yeah. it extends even more. Yeah. I don't know. And who says but, he's still not growing, man? You know. Yeah, but my question is this though: Does it this this bone this femur extender does it force your femur to get longer or do they break your femur in half and basically yeah, extend it the amount that, of space you want that's what i'm thinking it is because just looking at the the model they have it looks mm-hmm. like they uh kind of fuse some something in between the broken pieces it's gel stuff yeah yeah so that's that's what i'm assuming I ain't, I'm not trying to read that whole article, <laughs> but uh, nah, I'm not either. Yeah, um, that's, that's the only wild. thing I'm assuming that you'll be able to extend it that way. Man, all I gotta say is some this, Terminator man. bones or something in you. So yeah, something like that. All I gotta say is this, people. I, I really, you know, would implore you to be confident in your own body. And I know it's not easy yeah. for everyone. I know yeah. everybody everybody has issues, you know, to, to, to some degree and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, but you are you. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. You were made that way for a reason, for a purpose, you know. Um, don't let anybody tell you, you know, don't let anybody's, you know, jokes about you or whatever, you know, hinder your thoughts and make you feel that you're less of a person, you know. Cause it's like, is, is it worth it? You know, is it really worth it? You're going to find somebody you're going to find. There's somebody for everybody out there. There is, you know, it may take you longer than others to find them, but you'll find them. You know, they'll like you for who you are. This guy is not the only one I'm reading through these comments. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, if I had the money, I would do this. It's like somebody says, I'm "I'm a five foot tall woman. If I ever get rich enough, I'm going to extend my height because being super short seriously sucks and there's another person that says i'm as a five foot two trans guy i'm genuine genuinely considering this i already wear Mm -hmm. high inserts but that only helps so much so there's a lot of people like this this guy here but they probably just don't have the money to do it 
Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that actually need some feel some therapy, mental therapy. Uh, yeah. To, I guess, be comfortable with themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting, man. There was another comment where it said, uh, "Where's it? Every t- every time I hear about." This procedure, I think of the Grey's uh, mm-hmm. Anatomy episode yeah. when the guy got it done in Thailand and his legs were all gross and infected. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's wild, man. It and and a lot of people just saying that this guy needs some type of therapy. Uh, you know, patriarchy is is a problem. You know, yeah. uh, somebody's like, I hate it here. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> sometimes I really do hate it online. <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff. You know, it, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild, man. It's wild. I. Like I said, I don't understand it um, because I I haven't faced a ton of those type of comments and issues, but I know that it is a thing. So I don't know, man. Wow. Just just be just be wow. confident in yourself, what you can do, what your abilities are. Be confident in that, and try to find friends and, and family members that that identify with that for you and don't. Don't drag you down to where you can't have to think about that. Okay, so tall people. Wow, tall people. Tall people. I don't even... Sometimes it sucks being tall, man. Yeah? It's pretty bad. Well, yeah. I, to talk to some tall people, it's pretty bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, sometimes clothes don't fit right. You got to go to special shops. Mm-hmm. You know, just imagine our cousins, 6'11 and like... Six, six eight yeah. or six, something like yeah, that. Yeah, six seven, six, six eight, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six Tall eleven. Kid, man. You know, um, I'm six three, and that it's uh, yeah, man. It's it's sometimes it's tough, man, finding clothes that like actually fit right, especially pants, yeah. man. You know, yeah. it's pants. Pants suck. Is it like the length, right? The length. It's it's hard to yeah. find, oh, unless I just go ahead and just wear the high waters. Like we were talking, wear high just adapt to the new style. Get with the style, man. I guess that's what it is, man. I'll just start rocking high uh, waters with high waters with with skinny skinny jeans, no socks on. High well, mm-hmm. or yeah, something like that. Maybe I'll just wear some high socks. And that's one uh, thing I cannot stand, man. Because like I think about I think about people wearing no socks, and I just think about sweaty, stinky feet. Like I don't know. Maybe I played sports too yeah, much. I know. You know, but that's all I think about, man. That's all I think about. And I'm just like, that is the worst. Like, why would you want your shoes to smell like toe jam always? Yeah. But then they have those socks that they're not ankle socks. I think they're called heel socks. Heel socks. Where they just wrap right underneath the heel. Mm-hmm. So seen, you can't yeah. see though. You can't really see them. But yeah, yeah they, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. They fit they fit like those they fit like the women try on socks at the women's store. Have you seen them? Yeah. And they oh, just yeah. go over like your toes and your heels, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, that yeah, is it. I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. That's stinky, man. It's stinky, stinky, stinky. <laughs> it's very but, stinky. You know, hey, man, it's it's just something that you know we we should probably uh, we should probably tweet about it. Um, speaking of tweeting, because uh, we we you tweeted something last week, uh, and mm. oh, you yeah, tweeted something last week, and it was this was. Um, about black people playing spades. I remember yeah. we had that that conversation, you know, to where, um, you know, if you're black, 
you know, do you know how to play spades or whatever it was? And you you asked the question. It's a request. On Twitter, also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Did we get any comments back on Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. Here, you look wait, on wait, Twitter. Wait, yeah, yeah, maybe I did. Or I'll look on Instagram on or vice versa. Which one do you want to do? I'll try Twitter. I'll try Twitter. I think we All got right. one. I love to look up the Insta G. Let's see here. So, yeah. Okay. So, while you're looking up Twitter, I got the Instagram up. Um, and, yeah. So, the conversation started. No, 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 uh, no. no. Screw Twitter, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We'll so, conversation that. starter. <laughs> how many black people on here don't know how to play spades? Don't feel ashamed. It's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Is it a rite of passage? Should you get your black card revoked if you don't know? Uh, and so here we go. So we got some comments. So JL hook underscore one. What's up, sister? Uh, I don't. Well, not well enough to say. Uh, I could be someone's. Oh, wait, OK. Yeah. So I don't. Well, not enough to say I could be someone's partner playing spades. Um, and then uh, this is Black Rain Radio. I know how, but don't play. There you go. Um, outspoken diva I side eye the people who didn't teach the non-players how to play spades their black cards should their black cards should be in jeopardy there you go so whatever man pot not knowing how to play well is fine but not knowing how to play at all is pretty bad so there you go um, <coughs> yeah it's interesting man it's pretty oh bad. yeah it's Black Rain Radio. That's Max More Deep. All right, I guess he changed his name. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, shout out to y'all and thank y'all very much mm-hmm. for your comments. And yeah, man, I I don't know, man. I, I Initially, years ago, initially, I would have said, yes, your black card needs to be revoked. But now, having matured more in the world and thinking about people and where they came from uh, and life experiences and stuff like that, you know, either your family didn't really play or you never played at family reunions, or you grew up in an area where it wasn't really like a popular game. Because mm-hmm. I think in the South, it seems it's to me in the game. South, in the South, play, spades is more popular maybe than in other parts of the country. You know, so so I won't say I won't say you can get you should get your black card revoked. Uh, but I don't know when it comes to just playing card game perspective, I would say you know you should at least know the rules. I don't even know where to. I don't even know where to start in spades. That's me. Yeah. I don't know how to play yeah. spades one bit. I know what a spade, the symbol looks yeah. like. I know what I know what all the symbols. I just don't know where to start. How to? Yeah. What even goes into playing spades? I have absolutely no clue. Spades is one of those games. Spades is one of those games. It's not a game you can play by yourself like solitaire. Um, just because it it won't really make sense to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. You could play it with two people because I've done that before when I learned and, you know, and whatever and play with other people, you can play with three people, but it's also sort of silly. Normally you could play, normally you play with four people cause you two have teams. a partner, right? Yeah. yeah two teams. Um, so I don't know, man. It's, like, can you do more than two teams? Like maybe three teams of two. You can, I think, you know, the way, the way that cards, the way the cards are, the way playing cards are set up, you know, everything is in, in, uh, Every, every, um, what do you call it? 
every number or letter or or you know face card is set up in groups of four, right? Okay. So you could potentially do more. You know, you would just have less books to less, you know, chances to win or whatever mm -hmm. uh, uh, throughout the game each time if you had more if you had more teams. Um, but yeah, if you did if you did more than two teams, then it would have to be multiples to of, of, decks, of teams. Right? Yeah, maybe double deck it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so so I don't know, man. It's it's just wild, and and yeah, thank y'all for the comments. I don't think you get your you get your black card revoked, um, but um, you know. Hopefully you learn at some point in time. The thing is, I've never taught my kids how to play spades. I think the only card games that we really got into were with my kids are battle. Um, and like war? Uh, what else? Yeah, it's war. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. That's basically the only card game. Other than that, it's Uno. Now, if you're black and you don't know how to play Uno. Oh, what? You know, it's weird because our black rules are a little bit different than the actual rules. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. the way we Everybody used to play, the and then I went back to reading the actual rules that came with the deck. It's like, wait oh, a minute, that we didn't do that. That's not even, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at the rules, and you're like, that's not even a rule. This is the thing, though. Like somebody like you who has actually read the rules, plays with somebody who's been playing by their own rules, you know, family rules, house rules over the course of time. Mm-hmm. When it comes to one of those situations where they like, you know, somebody's made up their house rule and they say, this is the rule, blah, blah, blah. You're like, no, it's not, you yeah. know, and you got you got to whip out. You got to whip out the got to whip out the instructions. You're like, here's the instructions. There you know what I'm is. trying to say? And and then those people won't accept the instructions as the gospel. Right. Like it, these are the people who made the game. This is what it says. Right. Now, mm -mm -mm, I've been doing that all my life. Well, you've been wrong. You've been wrong. Yeah. And that's how I was because. Yeah, I was wrong, but yeah, I still don't we, even use those rules, even when we do play. So yeah, we all we all been there, man. We have yeah. all been there. Um, you know, we we've all been those people. Um, but yeah, speaking of Twitter, you know, mm. from earlier and super villains from earlier <laughs> coming full yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah, super villains coming full circle. So, uh, Elon Musk, um, you know, Elon Musk. <sighs> He bought Twitter. He did. He bought Twitter. And, you know, the world is... Is the world a better place because of this? I'm not sure. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh -oh. Yeah. He could have used I, that uh, $44 billion to do other things to yeah. make the world a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he really could have. Yeah. Um, I... Forty-four billion with a B, yep. billion dollars. That's, that's it, though. That's is that it, or is that is that like nine zeros following that forty-four? Think about this, though. That's a lot. Like I already knew that he was. Is he considered the richest man in the world, or is he like one of the? He's one of top the, five or one something. Of, one of them. Yes. Yeah, because there's there's like people who are like kings and all this stuff that or queens, whatever that 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 are rich. But just imagine, imagine for, like. 44 billion like okay the only way i'm trying i'm trying to find a way to equate this for us as people who are not billionaires or close would would this be like would this be like us purchasing a car because because as soon as you buy it you know as soon as you buy it the 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 value of it 
can sort of fluctuate, yeah. probably go down well, a little bit, but can sort of fluctuate depending on I, the time and the I month. I wouldn't even right? say it's like a car because we like pay car, we pay car notes. <laughs> I think yeah, but I'm saying like if you bought it outright, right? If you, if you bought, you it, bought it straight up, yeah, maybe yeah. I guess you maybe a house. If you bought a house outright, right? No, but no, this is. I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I'm trying to find a way to equate this for us. Maybe it's like it. Maybe it's like buying the Xbox, right? Maybe an Xbox. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. that I, that's I a big purchase. It's a big purchase. It's a big purchase. But you still normally have some money in your bank account yeah, afterwards. You right? don't feel. You don't feel bad. You don't feel totally uh, drained after making that purchase. Shoot, like like even the Xbox game. If you bought one, like they're sixty bucks. Oh um, man! Speaking of Xbox, and this is totally off the subject. We can get off. I went. I went, to, I, I, just, I'm I just went to Walmart this morning, and I was amazed mm-hmm. because there's a clearance on all X on a lot of Xbox One's game one games for like five dollars, seven dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. So you need to go really? there, check out some stuff because I was about to make a mass purchase, but of course, Black Walmart never has anybody working in that section, and everything <laughs> is locked yeah. up. So yeah, you got to walk for twenty minutes that. to find somebody, huh? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Back wow. to Elon, $44 billion in purchasing Twitter. Bees. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, it, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. It's shocking that he did that. I think the problem, I think the problem that um, it seems that everybody's having with this is, you know, he has very different views than Twitter has had uh, over the course of these last several years about free speech, right? Um, cause Twitter banned Donald Trump, you know, it banned a bunch of these Q, Q and non people, uh, you know, all this stuff, but he has, he has other views about it where it would seem that he's going to bring those people back or allow them to have their, their mm-hmm. platform again. Uh, yeah. there was a guy, there was a guy apparently who, um, who tried to set up a GoFundMe to kill like a BLM, like, you know, founder or something like that who was Mm -hmm. banned off of twitter yeah and i i saw a report where it said that that he's going to um that you know musk or or whatever twitter's going to allow that person to come back on and have another have an account again so you know it's just going to make life worse you know yeah yeah okay so uh i'm not saying everybody's right but it's just weird so i hate so i found this this uh little article that black girl nerds uh, put up they they have it on their site if you go to blackgirlnerds.com this is by Christine mm-hmm. Bamine hopefully I said your name right but she did this article about, about everything that Elon Musk has did with this purchase of Twitter and I guess mm-hmm. uh to I guess go along with the the free speech that he was talking about he he put up something a tweet Elon Musk did says free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is just the digital town hall or town square where matter matters mm. vital to the future of humanity are debated. Also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the mm. spam bots. That's good. And authenticating mm. all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Uh, Musk has also expressed interest in the following. 
allowing tweets to be long form, more than 280 characters. That's good. Adding an edit button to tweets because you know some people kind of keep going off and they don't edit themselves. Making DMs end-to-end encrypted so that it can't be hacked or surveyed. Surveilled. Surveilled. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Surveillance. Uh, Okay. And lastly, buying Coca-Cola to put cocaine back in it. That's what he says. That's what. Tw- what was the last one? Buying cocaine to put <laughs> buying Coca Cola to put cocaine back. <laughs> that's what he wants to do too. Yeah, that's what he says he wants to do. I don't. I don't He's I, just being I, silly with he's that. He's just okay. being silly. But you know, they also in this article, uh, you know, she broke down a, a bunch of things that Elon Musk could have did with that forty-four billion to, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, help the world, enhance the world. Yeah, yeah, like number one, a country. He could have bought a country. Uh, she could pointed have. out that Sri Lanka has a debt amounting of thirty-five billion dollars, and uh, this country has been seeking support due to a struggling economy, and other issues have begun to arise throughout the debt crisis: food shortages, power cuts, and street protests. So forty-four mm-hmm. billion dollars could have saved a nation. Two less than forty-four. Yeah, less less than that. So number two, a laptop for every college student on Earth. That would be a great thing. Every college student on Earth. Two hundred fifty million college students studying around the world. Forty-four billion dollars could have got them a Chromebook. You know, pretty cheap Mm -hmm. Chromebook. Still, it works. It works. Yep, it works for what it's supposed to be. And right now in America, the reported American loan, student loan debt is at $45.3 billion, which wow, he, he could have basically big, almost, cleared yeah, it out. almost cleared it out. But what do we do? We're going to buy Twitter and, uh, you know, just have some fun. I mean, what's that. another $1.3 billion to him, though? Yeah, if he's going to spend 44 bills on that, I think that's nothing, man. Yeah. Hold on. He's worth hold 253 something billion. So Hold on a second. Let me, let me check. Let me check this couch cushion. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. 1.3 bills. He got that. <laughs> wow. That's insane, man. Yeah. That, it's just crazy. He's wild, man. It's it's wild. Um I I don't know, man. It it's wild. I, I don't know. When when I look at situations like this, I'm just like, why do you ha- just have that much money? You know? Why, why, I mean, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that, that's not right. I, I was trying to say, why, like these people said, you know, why are you using that much money in this way and maybe not to affect change, you know, a positive change somewhere in the world? The thing about it is, though, this is what makes it so hard to to not like Elon Musk because he does, you know, he does do charitable give back. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. He does help out a lot of communities. He does help out communities in tech. You just don't hear about it. You just hear about, you know, the Tesla. You hear about the super truck. You hear about, you know, uh, this Twitter thing. Yep. You, you know, you, yeah, you hear about SpaceX and Starlink and all this other stuff. He he has, he basically allowed the Ukrainian army and the whole country of Ukraine to log into Starlink so they can keep their communications up mm-hmm. during this, during this yep. Russian conflict. I mean, that's a good thing because he's helping a whole country stay afloat on the net 
when all Russia has to do normally is just bomb the, you know, the towers or whatever that they have for, um, oh my gosh, that didn't sound good, but bomb the cell phone towers or internet, you know, communication towers and satellites, mm-hmm. like, or not satellites, but, uh, you know, dishes or whatever. So, um, so, you know, so he does stuff like that, but then he does stuff like this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he says stuff like that. Now, I, t- I think I totally get it now where he's saying that Twitter is just sort of like a like a town square, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it back in the back in the back, 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 way back in the day when, uh, you know, people used to wear knickers. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, you would go to the town square and that's where all the news would happen. You know, the the, the town crier would show up and like be talking, talking about stuff that happened in the news happening in society or like you know the red coats are coming or whatever the yep. heck is happening and that was the way it happened so i can get it i do think that there needs to be some type of policing on people who go to extremes um especially like the one we were talking about earlier with the guy who's trying to raise money to kill somebody but yeah. you know th- there's certain things that yeah definitely needs to be policed right yeah. but moderated or whatever but yeah. but there's also some things where it's like, all right, you know, and everybody obviously can f- form their own opinion uh, about whatever they hear or see somebody say. So, you're right. I don't know. It's wild, man. All right. What would you it's do wild. with $44 billion if you just had mm. it, just chilling around? Like I say, he's worth like $250 billion. So, if I had, if I had, the crazy thing is, yeah, he, that's, I mean, that's like, you know, one fifth if that's how much he's worth that's one fifth of his worth but just imagine how much money he's making every single day mm-hmm. like how much money he's making every second i know that there there is a stat out there somewhere that tells you how much money he makes every second um and i know you'll probably find it before i even finish my thought but it, it he spent that much knowing good and well that he's gonna make all that money back probably within a couple of months or something like that you know that's wild um if what what is it Jesus <laughs> the, the, the look on your face <laughs> uh, uh, what is it so according to don't this, tell me it's like a meal not not a second not, not a second according mm-hmm. to this uh, let me see uh, hold on let me, let me let me find it but according to this hmm. article he makes roughly Three hundred seventy-five dollars per second, which is roughly twenty-two thousand five hundred per minute. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And people complain about athletes making a ton, making of money. too much money. Shut up and play. Yeah. Talk about the real problem, bro. How is Elon Musk making twenty-two thousand dollars a minute? A minute. He makes enough money to buy a whole car in a minute. Just think about that. Just, there's, just there's people who struggle to make three hundred seventy-five dollars two weeks in a two-week check. You know, in 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 twenty minutes, in in twenty minutes, thirty minutes, he could almost buy he could buy a mansion. You yeah. know what most people consider yeah. a mansion? Yeah. You know, in ten minutes, he could buy. A really good, you know, media, you know, middle class home. Yeah. Ten minutes. See, I'm I'm not well versed in the the story 
of Elon Musk where I know he didn't he buy he had Reddit or created Reddit is that right or is it some other is platform right? I can't oh PayPal PayPal What's it, oh PayPal? yeah PayPal yeah, he created I PayPal. think yeah he he was yeah 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 I think that was his first um the company he he, he helped co-found let's see here let me I'm looking it up right now um Canadian mother and a white South African father in Africa. Uh, let's see here. What is it? Um, education, business, career. In 95, Musk, his brother Kimball, and Greg Curry founded a software company, Zip2, uh, with funds from angel investors. It was a company that, provi- uh, that provided and licensed online city guide software to newspapers. Mm-hmm. That is so random. The company was founded in Palo Alto, of course, like during the, you know, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. So he did that. Uh, then let's see here. Musk attempt to become CEO, um, a position held by its chairman, Richard Sorkin, which I, we've heard of somewhere were thwarted by the board. Compaq acquired the company for $307 million in cash in February 1999. So Compaq Computers. And Musk received $22 million for his 7% share. So that's sort of that's where crazy. his money sort of really, really started yeah. back then. And then he opened, then he started XCOM. Um, let's see, uh, in 1999, online bank co-founded by Elon Musk, Harris Fricker. Christopher Payne and Ed Ho. Wow. In March 99, um, XCon merged with the competitor, Confinity, a software company based in Silicon Valley. Um, let's see here. And so basically, it was a an online financial services and email payment company, right? Okay. And so on top of that, Confinity had its own money transfer service called PayPal. Mm-hmm. So he didn't create PayPal. This was a part of a company that they merged with, right? So XCOM merged with Confinity, which owned, which create, which had PayPal, um, which was more popular than XCOM service. Uh-huh. And when they merged the company, Musk was a CEO. Um, you know, he preferred Microsoft software. Uh, let's see here. And then, and then eBay bought him yeah. from 2002. PayPal was acquired by eBay. Yeah, so eBay bought him for 1.5 bills. Uh, and then Musk had a, had 11.72% sh- uh, of the shares. So he received 175.8 mil. And that was in 2002. And then, yeah. And then um, Musk bought the domain name x.com from PayPal. For an undisclosed amount, but I'm sure he probably sold that for a good amount of money. So basically, that's sort of how his money started, um, if you will, in the tech scene. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. At age 10, okay, check this out. At age, see, this he was a smart kid from the start. So at age 10, he developed an interest in computing and video games and acquired a Commodore VIC-20. Okay, um, I remember those. He learned computer programming using a manual, and at age 10, 
he sold the code of a basic-based video game he created called Blaster to PC and Office Technology Magazine for $500. So that's when he started, like that's basically when he started like getting into the tech. He learned code from a manual just like everybody did way back in the day, but obviously he was much smarter than most, <laughs> you know. Um, he was introverted and awkward. He was bullied throughout his childhood and was once hospitalized after he got thrown down a flight of stairs. Um, that's wild, man. You know, this is the thing, man. This is like the story of somebody, you know, who super villain. Yeah, it was a super villain, like straight up, dude. Like he's bullied, you know, he was smart. He was introverted. Uh, you know, people, you know, he didn't really have many friends, um, you know, but he found ways to, to find successes here and there. Um, yeah, that's wild, man. That is wild. Well, uh, still a villain, though. Still a villain. Still a villain. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think. Wow. He, yeah. he, in 95, he was accepted to a doctor of philosophy program at Stanford. Um, he attempted to get a job at Netscape, remember that, remember but never that. received a response from his inquiries. He dropped out of Stanford after two days, decided instead to join the internet boom and launch an internet startup. Wow. Imagine if he had just gone to work for Netscape. We probably would have never heard of him. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, or maybe he would have bought Netscape at some point and made it better. Who knows? That is wild, man. So that's his origin story. That is his origin story. Wow. We... Mm. I'm sure it's gonna be turned into a movie uh, sometime. It will down be. It his, definitely uh, will be. What is his uh, other thing that he's working on? Neuralink, the uh, little. What is it called? Yeah, it's called Neuralink. I guess it's some kind mm. of transmitter or something they put into your brain, where. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote this stuff, but. Yeah. Uh, integrate the human brain with artificial intelligence by go. creating devices that are embedded in the human brain to facilitate its merging with machines. That thing. Such improvements could enhance memory or allow devices to communicate with software more effectively. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a Fitbit for your skull. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's crazy like. though, because it does say, you know, this is something that could soon cure paralysis deafness, blindness, and other disabilities. Many neuroscientists and publications criticize these claims, described it as highly speculative and neuroscience theater instead of mystery science theater. That's funny. Uh, on the other hand, biomedical engineer, uh, a biomedical engineer defended Musk. Um, Sci-fi inspired rhetorical overreach as inspired, mm -hmm. as inspirational for aspiring engineers and scientists. Yeah. So, that's interesting. It's very interesting. That stuff, the SpaceX stuff, um, I am like so interested in that type of thing. But, you know, mm -hmm. some of the other things just give me like what, like we said earlier, yeah. some super villain vibes. So, yeah, yeah, he did. He uh, was a part of uh, he, he provided financial capital for this company called Solar City, who is a solar, mm. you know, panel and, and stuff installation company. Which I've actually had to work with Solar City or against Solar City or whatever back in the day, 
uh, where I worked. So, yeah, man. I mean, this is the thing, man. This is what makes it so hard. He is like, what do they call him? Like the anti-villain. So there's like the anti-hero and the anti-villain, mm-hmm. right? So the anti-hero is somebody that, you know, he's a superhero, but you sort of don't like him because he's like sort of rough, really rough around the edges. Maybe like the Punisher, right? Uh, he has a good story. You know, he he does things like some things for the right reasons, but he also has like a little bit of a mean streak, you know, and, and he gets, you know, he, he does some some stuff that you probably don't want him to do or like Elon Musk may be like the anti, anti-villain, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Maybe an anti-hero. I don't know. Yeah. And let's not forget about the Boring know. Company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, the Boring Company, which uh, has everything from the what is it called the uh, not the Hyperloop, uh, whatever this loop is that he's trying to build. Isn't that what it's called? Is it called a Hyperloop? I'm pretty sure that's what it's okay, called. Yeah, in LA. Yeah, it has like underground public transportation for like all mm-hmm. the like electric yeah, vehicles and things like that. I think him and Jay Leno did went on a, a trip through one while they were still under construction mm-hmm. for it. And it's yeah. it's wild, man. It is wild that he has that. Yeah. So that the document scope to technology yeah so he's trying to make it make it set up between los angeles and san francisco right now i think and flamethrowers let's not forget flamethrowers that's what we need to see these flamethrowers let me see if he has the jobs let's look at the careers i want to see some open positions anything we qualified for Hmm. bruh Hmm. i mean i could work in advertising and marketing Mm -hmm. um i could work for the solar company um as a part-time loop driver, <laughs> a buyer, uh, uh, nothing. I am Tesla. Tesla, maybe. Oh, can I go work for Tesla? Yeah. Yeah, this is. I, I'm, I'm trying to see what's. I'm trying to see what's at the boring company right now. But Tesla, Tesla, what's at Tesla? Tesla's had a lot of. Has had a lot oh, of se- in, several lawsuits. Texas now. So. Oh yeah, Tesla's in Texas. Yeah, man. Uh, sure. Tesla's had several lawsuits. Um, several lawsuits by people of color, uh, namely oh, black people, yeah. who've gotten I, I uh, you know discrimination. So maybe that's not the best option. It's I a toxic environment. <laughs> it's a toxic environment. So they are wow. in Austin, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, ATX. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ATX. Wow, man, that's that's wild. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. What do we think? I mean, hey, you know what, Elon? Just, just do stuff for the right right reasons. You got you got you. He just he just seems like the most notable richest man in the world. Like, if you think about it like that, like you hear about his name all the time. Obviously, you hear about Bill Gates, but then everybody else you don't really hear about that much. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett, you know. Um, you hear about them, so I don't know. Do it for the right reason. That's all I gotta say. Are we so. close to a black billionaire? Who's our closest? Oprah. We do have black billionaires, don't we? we? Do is is that, not like no yeah. like notable. Hmm. Let me see here. Isn't Tiger Woo? Tiger who? Tiger Woo? No, I don't think so. Let's see here. But then again, he is also multicultural. So maybe that does not count if you're okay, thinking full-bred black uh, billionaire. 
Okay. Black These Panther. are the list of black really? men and women who landed on uh, the billionaires list. So we have, oh, Kanye West, uh, Kanye West is there-ish as far as network. Aliko Dangote, uh, world's richest black man worth $14 billion, African mm-hmm. billionaire. Uh, Mike Edinunga, <laughs> another... Uh, Seven point three billion. Uh, telecom. He's a investments in telecoms industry. Abdul Sam. Uh, please excuse my 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 reading. Uh, Rabiu. He's worth six point nine billion. Mm-hmm. Robert F. Smith. Okay, I I know him. Um, he's worth six point seven. David Stewart. Worth five point eight. Uh, worth his work. In the programming industry, computer programming industry. Patrice Moat, oh shit, Moseppi, South Africans, South Africa's richest man, three point three billion. Oprah, Oprah, yeah, I said Oprah, two point six. Kanye West mm-hmm. with two billy. Uh, Rihanna, oh yeah, Rihanna did make that list. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So Riri's on that list. Michael Jordan is on that list. Jay Z, Tyler Perry mm-hmm. is at one bill. Okay, mm-hmm. so so we there. We just, I guess maybe we don't hear about them like these super billionaires like Jeff we don't, Bezos. We don't hear about like it that. in the same framework. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, who? Which, which was the guy? What, what was the guy? The first guy? Who, what was the most he had? Uh, fourteen he had? billion. Fourteen billion. Yeah, there's only fifteen. There's twenty two thousand seven hundred fifty five billionaires in the world as of February, and only fifteen of them are black. Um, but you know, and, and I guess this is the thing, man, would you, would you consider the Africans black because they don't call themselves black? Do they? No, they just African. They don't call themselves African-American. Yeah. They call themselves African. African. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe if we go back to like black Americans, right? Maybe there's like six six or seven of them, but you know, I, for some reason, I guess I thought Tiger Woods was one, but if you're calling it black, then, you know, you would not, I don't know. You call him mixed. I don't know. I don't know he'd, what he puts on his. He'd still his, be his, his cap. Okay. He'd be yeah. considered black. Yeah, the police stop you. Yeah. Black male. Hey, black. Yeah, yeah you black. Um, yeah, that's that's cool, man. You know, but it it just seems like you know there's several of these people who don't who we just read off of this list. Obviously, there's a ton of them you never heard of, right? Unless you run in those circles. Mm. Some of them you do hear of. I mean, the only ones that you that you probably hear of, like talking about their billions, is Oprah, um, Kanye. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, they don't really talk about their billions. You know, I remember seeing a story about Rihanna, but she's not she's not putting out music. You know, talking about billions. You know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. So, Jay Z rare. I think his last album, Four Four Four. He mm-hmm. talked more about investing, in in things he. You know, he should have did. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he outright says, hey, I got a billion dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But hey, you know, it's wild, man. It's wild. So, yeah, do the right thing with your money. I guess that's all I could think of. I don't know. We all trying to get there. So, let's try to, trying to get, there. get there. But then if you, try uh, to find I think about this stuff all the time. It was probably leading a little bit too long. But if mm-hmm. I worked hard and I was able to attain multi-millions 
possibly billions by the time I'm like 60 years old. Could I really enjoy it? I mean, my my kids will will enjoy it. My grandkids will enjoy it for a certain extent. Enjoy meaning they'll be comfortable. But 20-year-old Jay with a billion dollars, I'd be terrible. I think that would probably be gone within a year or two. Because I would not be yeah. smart at all. Yeah, I, I, a young me, no, wouldn't work out. Me mm-hmm. at this age range, probably be okay. This <laughs> uh, age range, yes, yes, this age yeah, range, yes. Yeah, I'd probably be all right. You know, I, I still buy stuff, you know, um, what do you call it? I still buy stuff. Um, You'd have a warehouse. That I shouldn't buy. Warehouse yeah. full of barbecue grills. Oh man! Oh, I would get all of them. I would buy every one every I see one. that I really like. That I really like, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy that." Hey, let's go ahead and get that. You know, and wouldn't but cook but I would also. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know it it just it just depends on what you're in the mood with. Because right now I have one, two, three, four, four officially. Right, I threw away one because it was rusted out, sadly, uh, and it was it was not worth keeping. Um, but um. I have four, but it just depends on the mood that I'm in and what I'm cooking specifically. So yeah, I probably wouldn't cook on them all, but I would, I would definitely, I'm the type of person where if I buy some random crap, I will use it. I may not use it every day, but I will use it. So do billionaires cook for themselves or do they have uh, chefs? Probably not. You know, uh, Oprah definitely has a chef. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kanye has a chef. You know, like you think about a lot of these people, they they most likely have a chef. Um, it's funny because my wife was watching this newest episode of the Kardashian thing that's on, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. you know that they, they came on and um, mm-hmm. and they were sitting down and eating, like having a, a dinner with each other, and then also they were doing like a like a thing with like I guess one of their companies with a lot of people from their companies, their employees, and but it was like at their house, and it was like all this like you know vegetables and meat and like there's like the perfect portions of everything and my wife was like man we could always eat so healthy if we just had a chef you know and at first i thought that was a shot at me because i'm the one who cooks the food for the family but then i realized what she was talking about yeah it was i was like are you kidding me but then i realized what she was talking about i was like yeah you're probably right that's that's (laughs) pretty messed up man it's like they definitely eat pretty bad you probably eat pretty good if we had a chef it's like what you're trying to say (laughs) yeah you're right you're right man you're right Wow, that that went on very long, but you know what? It was a fun conversation. Good talks. Good yeah. talks. Do the right thing for your money. So, speaking of talking, why don't you tell the people where we can leave where they can leave voicemail? We got one voicemail, and then we gonna crack up out of here. All right, people. Three eight five three B L A K P C or three eight five three two five two five seven two. Give us a little ring a ling. Let us know about what you think about them billionaires. What you do with a billy, and all that mm-hmm. good stuff and superheroes super villains who's the villain who's the real hero all yep. that shenanigans yep, and yep. thingy things all right man yeah, if i had a, if i had the billions like that 44 bills i would definitely buy all the barbecue grills i would also buy a, a, like a like a bunch of land and have a farm with like animals on it cows pigs you know all this stuff chickens so we could live off of that farm, but we wouldn't have to have to worry about the grocery store. So it would be a big old farm. I, I, I know I would do that. So. I would go back and revamp 
my hometown, I would yeah. go by pretty much the whole downtown area and oh, re- that would be nice. reinvest in that and bring some opportunities, some creative outlets to these young people who are shooting and killing each other on yeah, a daily basis. Bad, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You think about something like that. As long as you have something that will get people off the freeway to come to your town, you know, that that you have to have people that get off. You have to have people to get off the freeway, have to have give them a good reason. Like if you were able to put a Bucky's in Opelousas, Louisiana, everybody would be on, on both sides of the freeway. That'd be an instant, instant, you know, boost in income for the city. You know, true. That's true. And then, and then surround the Bucky's with like, I, I hate to say it, but surrounded with like a Walmart or, you know, a Target, like, you know, a Super Walmart, Super Target, something like that, where people want to go and also <laughs> buy other stuff, you know? It's, it's funny. Last time, we do have a Super Walmart right off the highway. And of course, last mm-hmm. time we were there, guess who wants to start shooting up in the parking lot? Us. Not us as in me, but us as yeah. in my people. The people. So... People, man, we we just need to keep nice things. You know, you can have nice things, but you got to keep the nice things. So, but if you can't have them, then that's why you can't have them. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, and. Oh my God, y'all! I figured it out. I'm having a, I'm having a, oh my God, moment, y'all. So I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, what's me? Hey y'all, this looks evil. But I had a, oh my God, moment. Okay, so. I was thinking about Will Smith again, you know. Mm. And I was like, you know, Chris Rock and Jada did it. They must have had a sexual one-time relationship. (laughs) And Chris Rock was feeling some kind of way because Jada didn't want to do it with him no more. And the reason I say this is because they worked on Madagascar together, remember? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think they hooked up, uh-huh. And so they can't tell Will. And so Chris is a little upset. Yeah, Chris is a little upset. Kayla Memphis Diva 99 sounds like she cracked the code to the Will Smith and Chris
Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett apparent love triangle. Yes. The zebra <laughs> and the hippo. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's, a that's, a good, that's a good theory, you know? I mean, Chris Rock is the villain in this situation, you know? Trying to, trying to, or may, oh, Jada's always the villain. I think she's always the villain. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chris is the villain. I can't remember. Either way, um, I mean, it's this. There's a possibility, you know, that there's always people who fall in love on set. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like Tom Holland and Zendaya. You know, yeah. hopefully they stay together, but a lot of times down the line, it doesn't it really doesn't work, work out. out. And that's why your directors and producers tell you, don't hook up when you're in a movie with somebody else, especially if they're if you're playing the love interest for them. Don't just don't, you know, there's method acting, right? There's method acting where, you know, you have to do certain things to make it more real. Um, And a lot. And that's what like Jared Leto does. He does a lot of weird stuff, you know, to make it more method. Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes you just like dig deep and just be a regular actor um, and do it fake. But, you know, sometimes people, they take that method acting, you know, they're like, hey, let's go practice this scene. And, you know, that turns into a little hanky panky. And the next thing you know, they're married. And next thing you know, you have Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in Trolley. That's true. That is true. Very <laughs> you know? true. So, wow. Yes, indeed. Well. Kayla, thank you so much for the voicemail. We will let people continue to speculate about the reason for the slap. And uh, on that note, that's pretty much all I got. What about you? That's all I got, too, man. All I got, too. Well, well, you know what to do. People, people, people. Twitter, Instagram, hashtag BlackoutPod. Check out us. Check out us. Check us out on your favorite streaming platform. We are probably there talking our stuff. Uh, check us out here every Sunday morning. YouTube. Hashtag Blackout Podcast. Email us anything you want to email us. Hashtag BlackoutPod at gmail.com. Or give us a little call 3853-BLAKPC-3825-2572. Let us know what you do with those billies. And uh, all that other good stuff. Hooksrub.com. Get yourself some hooks. Some hooks merch, some hook swag to, to go with your grilling this season. This the spring into the summer season. Don't forget mm-hmm. July 4th is coming up right around the corner, man. You gotta get yep. you some hooks rub so you could be the be the life of the, the neighborhood when everybody comes over to your house and tries to gobble up all of your food. Yep. Um, yeah. Cinco de Mayo's coming up, you know, so you gotta have that some too. flavor for that, that fifth of May party, even though you'll probably get it after the fifth of May because it's gonna come out probably after the fifth of May, but it is what it is. Yeah. And uh yeah, also Jay's birthday's coming up too. So you know, you, you wanna celebrate that at your house in honor of Jay for his birthday. Yeah, just send me a pic and say, Wish you were here. This this looks yeah. for you. This bites for you. <laughs> so This bites for this you. This buds for you. I like that. I like that slogan. This bites for you. Mm, you with, the, with the this buds for you voice. So I like yeah, it. Cool. Yeah. Alright, yeah, people. And on that note, we blacking out. Blacking out. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>